The Growing Destinations podcast is brought to you by Experience Rochester. Learn more about Minnesota's third largest city, which is home to Mayo Clinic and features wonderful recreational and entertainment opportunities by visiting experiencerochestermn.com. Before you have customers, before you have a business model to be able to even go out there and get customers, you still need that feedback and you still need to be able to improve things. And so that's where the pitch uh, competitions have been so valuable. Welcome to the Growing Destinations podcast, where we take a deep dive into destination development and focus on a wide range of topics from tourism and entertainment to economic development and entrepreneurism and much more. I'm your host, Bill Von Bank. In 2019, a new travel site emerged called Sherpa.com. It's an exploration platform connecting content creators with communities with an end goal of making it easier for people to get out and explore. Today, I'm joined by co-founder of Sherpa.com, Chris Lukenbill from Rochester, Minnesota. He's a serial entrepreneur who found funding success for this new venture at pitch competitions. And in 2021, Sherpa got the endorsement of the state tourism office, Explore Minnesota, which has provided underwriting support for communities, now 50 of them, to leverage this platform and highlight the best of their communities for residents and visitors. Sherpa has an aggressive growth strategy, which includes branching out in other states. Chris Lukenbill, welcome to the Growing Destinations podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate you having us. Chris, can you share with us a little bit about yourself and your career? I really started out, uh, web development is my background. I've been doing that for 15, 20 years now, and really a focus on user-generated content, which you know slides right into what we're doing now. And then over the last 10 years, it's been more on that entrepreneurial track. And so depending on how you count them, this is about the third startup that I've been a part of. And uh, this has definitely been a wild ride and a lot of fun creating what we're doing here now. Startups are part of your DNA? Yeah, I wouldn't have said that when I first got started in my career. That wasn't the focus. But uh, just getting into more and more of that startup world, I, I was a part of a smaller company early on and being able to see that from, you know, really kind of the first row of what the founders were doing in that company. And that's what really drew me into it. And so, like I said, for about the last 10 years, that's really been my focus. Today, we're going to focus on your new startup. It's called Sherpa.com, Sherpa, S-H-R-P-A.com. That's right. Give us a backstory. Yeah. So uh, really the focus with Sherpa is we're targeting user-generated content. Um, and, uh, and so it's a user-generated content based around the itinerary platform. And the communities use this platform to be able to really get authentic content that features their locations um, and really the locations in the season that they really need more content for. So that's something that's maybe unique to the world right now as far as user-generated content is usually a secondary thing. You kind of go out there and, and gather what's already been created. And this really allows those communities to be able to focus in and get that content. So we do that in a couple of different ways. We have a marketplace where we're able to connect those communities with content creators from the region. So people are already creating really good content and allowing them to be able to focus in on here's the event or here's the, the, the content that we want created for our community. And then we also do that through a community engagement piece as well. And so inviting in those community members, allowing them to share their stories the way that they love to experience their community um, and doing that through the itinerary platform. So Sherpa.com is really about tourism and getting people out to explore. 
yes. an exploration platform. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's the, that's the real base of it there. And, uh, and really how we got started was on the exploration side. And then now with the communities here, we're finding that uh, in addition to that, being able to get out, people out to explore, there's all that content that's created off of it. And so it's kind of this nice mix of being able to get the inspiration side of it, of all the content that's there and inspiring people to get out and explore more. But then when they get that bug to get out there and explore, now here's information that goes along with it to be able to really enable them to get out there, remove that friction of having to do that planning themselves. Right. Find out the best of from people who know it the best. Yeah, exactly. And, and really that's where it started was, you know, how can we make it easy for people to be able to explore and find something new without having to put all that time into reading through review sites and trying to stitch it together for themselves when they've never been to a community before, right? And so that can be a really big ask for somebody if they're trying to go to a new community. And if you can kind of put that together for them and say, well, no, here's somebody who's already been there. Here's their experience. And providing from a really authentic experience of here's what the traveler's actually doing, here's what they're actually saying about these locations. It, one, it just connects really well. And then two, it just removes that friction of having to do that planning on your own and just getting you out there and experiencing it firsthand. Let's back up a couple of years at the yeah. start of Sherpa. Talk us through why Sherpa to begin with. It really comes down to the traveler side. We were looking at it particularly from that traveler side of if I don't know what there is that this community has, or maybe I know about one really big touristy thing that they have that I know about, you know, there's this great place to be able to go, but what, what makes a full day there, right? And if I'm going to travel two, three hours to go somewhere, even on, on a road trip type of experience, if I don't know what else is in a community, why am I choosing to go there versus the other community down the road, right? And so when you're able to put that full experience together to be able to introduce it to somebody, um, that's what really removes that friction. So again, it was from that traveler side that we were looking at it from. And uh, and that's what we were really focused on for the first 18 months really was just from that traveler side. So you see a lot of what we have is really making that experience for the traveler really engaging, making it easier for the creator to be able to create that experience, to be able to share that with the traveler. And so we put a lot of work on that on the front end of it. And that's that's where it begins. So that we, that's where we put a lot of the time to start. Chris, let's go back to the beginning. It's my understanding that you were working in a co-working space and uh, somebody next to you, you both had a conversation about getting out in the community and didn't know what to do when we're finding people talking about things to do. And all of a sudden, aha, yeah, the light went off. Yeah, yeah, that's very, you know, very close to what it was, right? Andy Vig and I are the co-founders of Sherpa. We were both in the Collider co-working space here in Rochester. And we were both looking at, you know, we had... We had been in part of this community for a while. We knew what it had to offer. We thought we knew everything that it had to offer. And it was actually a third person in the co-working space that kind of pushed us to creating this because this was one of the other co-working members who had been new to the community, just shown up. They're there as a trailing spouse, as one of the residents here. And they're out there experiencing all of these things in the community that we had never seen before, right? And uh, we didn't know that even existed. You were lifelong residents or been here quite a few been years? Been here for 10 years plus, right? And so thought we knew what it had to offer. And all of a sudden we're finding about these new things. And and it kind of struck both Andy and I as, well, there's got to be a better way for us to be able to know about these things, right? Well, if you don't have that group of friends that knows about a particular scene in the community, um, there's so many different aspects of a community, right? So many different communities within that community. And so if you're not a part of those specific communities, it's hard to be able to discover, you know, what it has to offer. And so that's really the genesis of it was 
us wanting to try and find out what else we could do in our own community and then all the surrounding communities that we have around here. That's really where it started. It was Andy and I having these conversations about, well, you know, what does that mean? What could that be as a, as a site on its own? What does that evolve into as far as just from that idea stage to an actual deliverable? And then it was a lot of, a lot of that was just iterating on it to be able to make sure it was something that was in, engaging as a traveler. It was something that was engaging as a creator because you got to get both sides of that, of getting that content created, getting that experience right for both sides. And this was in 2019? Correct. Correct. And so we're in 2022. Give us the evolution of Sherpa because you are a serial entrepreneur. You've done a lot of startups and you've, you've talked about iteration. So I'm guessing that the prototype from 2019 has changed quite a bit. Well, you know, it has. It has. The the core is still the same around that itinerary platform, but really it's everything around that that has evolved. You can't create something in a vacuum, right? Um, you know, as, a, as developers with a background, we love creating things, but creating things is one thing. Uh, actually getting people to engage with it and use it and get value out of it is quite another. And so from the very beginning, you know, it started off, like I said, with Andy and I iterating off of ideas with each other. And then very quickly, we wanted to introduce it to the community. Community. What does the community think? What are the what are their thoughts? What are they finding useful about it? Um, again, it started on the traveler side, but then as we were starting to pitch this idea, we actually went through some accelerators and or some uh, pitch competitions and things like that. And we were thinking about, well, how does this grow? How do we expand this beyond just the local area? Yeah, exactly. How do you get it to scale where it could really support itself and continue to grow? And so that's really where the idea of, well, who else is trying to promote the local community? Who else is trying to share those stories of what are those experiences that can be found in a local community? Well, of course, that's the destination marketing organizations. That's the visitors bureaus that are trying to do that work already, right? So that's where it evolved into where it is today of being able to create a business model around it, to be able to help those communities, to be able to share their stories through the itineraries and through all the content that's created through those itineraries. Where did the name Sherpa come from? It really comes from that itinerary side at the beginning, right? So when you think about it, these are adventurers that are going out there and experiencing this firsthand and then providing that information to somebody who's going to follow along. The true definition of a Sherpa. Exactly, right? So kind of it really takes that um, from uh, the, the Sherpas from Nepal, right? Who are providing that to the adventurers who are going up into the Himalayas. Um, so we thought that was a great uh, kind of homage to them to be able to highlight uh, what's being done there and how that relates back to the itineraries and the adventures that we have. You mentioned earlier pitch competitions and you've participated in several to help fund the startup. Talk us through that experience. For us, it's been, it was just a really great way to be able to get feedback. Like, like I was saying earlier, kind of creating things in a vacuum is is not the way you want to go about it. And getting that response, getting that feedback is so valuable at every stage. And before you have customers, before you have a business model, be able to even go out there and get customers, you still need that feedback and you still need to be able to improve things. And so that's where the pitch uh, competitions have been so valuable. So we started that out here regionally. Uh, we went through the E1 pitch competition, which was a Night Cup is the name of that. Is that Southern Minnesota? Yep. That's Southern Minnesota. Collider and uh, a few other organizations put our kind of work together as this E1 group to be able to help support entrepreneurs in Southern Minnesota. And so they have the Ignite Cup, which is a feeder into the Minnesota Cup. 
Which is a big which pitch big. competition around yeah. the country, actually. Yeah, it's one of the biggest ones in the country, if not the biggest ones. And so what was so valuable, even from the Ignite Cup, is again, just being able to put your ideas down on paper, be able to try and present it to somebody else that makes sense to them and allow them to be able to kind of look through it and provide you some really critical feedback, right? So valuable to get that critical feedback early on and doing it multiple times. And then from the Ignite Cup, we were actually qualified into the Minnesota Cup. And so we were able to do the Minnesota Cup for two years in a row. And that was, again, extremely valuable. Uh, It's just the next level up. It's a little bit more feedback, a little bit more information that you're trying to put together and pitch to be able to get this out there. And then at, at the same time, it's also really nice recognition. We got uh, the first year that we went into it, we were the most innovative greater Minnesota startup, I think is what we, the award we received from Deed at the time. And then uh, the last year then we were able to win the tech division of the Minnesota Cup. And so again, just really great recognition, but really great experience throughout the whole thing of just being able to get that feedback and be able to get that help from really great mentors throughout the state. Some needed funding at the time. And as a winner, how much funding do you receive? It's different most years. And I think we received this last year for the tech division. I think it was 25000 was the the prize for that, which is definitely helpful, right? When we started this out, it was Andy and I funding this from the beginning. And uh, again, as before, you have customers. and uh, But we've been bootstrapped this whole time, right? So we're always very, um, you know, very conservative with our funds, trying to make sure those last as far as possible. But now we're actually continuing to bootstrap it. And now we're just funding it through customers. And that's, you know, that's a great way to be Success. able to do it. Yeah, right. And well, and that's, that's the most valuable feedback you can get. We're just, we're doing pitch competitions all the time. Now it's just with every customer of being able to convince them, <laughs> right. hey, this is a valuable product. And, uh, and so it's been going really well. But I think a lot of that goes back to the fact that we've always just been focused on making sure that it makes sense um, and it makes sure that it makes sense for those customers. We, you know, that's the only, the only customer that we, we look to right now is our customers that we're serving, right? I want to kind of pinpoint in on your customers because ultimately the end user would be a traveler, a visitor, a resident in communities looking for things to do. But your customer base is really the convention and visitor bureaus or the tourism organizations who can leverage your platform to help the end user. Is that correct? Yes, to a degree. And so there's actually a little bit more that goes into it as well now too. And so the itinerary, of course, is incredibly valuable. And that's actually the when we first started pitching it, and it's not been until very recently that we've been talking about more than that itinerary, but we've actually kind of flipped it more recently where we talk about the itinerary being a great package, a great vessel for all of this content to live in. But the value there is all of the content that's being created. And so that's where we get to that really targeted user-generated content. So we really want to make sure that those the written word that's part of those itineraries, of course, all of the photos that are included in those itineraries, you as a partner community, you have the ability to be able to use that in all of your marketing material, right? Whether that's your visitor's guide, your email blasts, your ad campaigns that you're doing, you're able to use that in all of your different marketing channels. And that's what we're really focused on there is making sure that you have really good content for everything you do. Now, the itinerary is a really nice package for a few different reasons. One, it's usable on its own. Like you said, you have that traveler that's able to use that itinerary. Two, it's also focusing on all of the things you can do in your community. So as we know, 
when we bring somebody into our community, we want to make sure that they have a full experience. They're spending, you know, a good amount of time experiencing your community. They're spending the weekend, hopefully, um, being able to experience everything. And so that itinerary really helps with that because it's not just one place that you're highlighting. It's all of these things that you can do throughout a full day. And so it's building a much more rich experience for those travelers. And then on the other piece of that for the itinerary, it's very business positive because you're only highlighting things as a creator that you like to do, right? Right. And so this isn't, you know, TripAdvisor or Yelp where you're, we're trying to boil everything down to a star rating. This is all very business positive because we're highlighting the places we love to go and the things that we love to do at those places. Can you give me an example like XYZ community, you are pitching XYZ community to use your platform. Give me examples of how a community can do it invest in your platform? Really for us, we're focused on communities of all different sizes. And so you're looking at smaller communities that, that maybe this is an aspect of their chamber of commerce and the visitors bureau is a, is a piece of it as well, all the way up to the very large communities that have an entire team involved in what they're doing for their promotion and their marketing of their community. For us, the way that we're going about it is we're talking to them about what they're trying to do for their their marketing, what they're trying to do for their user-generated content already. And really, we focus in on, you know, where do you need more content? Where are you trying to highlight more things? And that's really what the value is for what we're able to do. And so when we come in there, we we're able to start things off right away with, you know, content that you probably already have in your community. If you're here in the upper Midwest, we have over 1200 adventures that are featuring primarily in Minnesota and Wisconsin, but starting into some of those surrounding states as well. Usually you already have content to be able to use as your marketing starting day one. But really the way that we pitch this and promote this to communities is they have the ability to be able to get rights to all of that content. A lot of the other functionality that comes with it as part of our core subscription And then to add on to that, then they're able to do add-ons for these paid collaborations, which is a nice way to be able to do it because it just really simplifies those things down for them, where paid collaborations can usually be, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of headache of trying to figure out who's a good fit to create content for our community. You know, what are they offering? What's the deliverables? What's the timelines? There's just a lot of variables that go into this kind of apples to oranges comparison. What communities must have found as a big benefit, especially over the last couple of years of COVID, has been that your platform has made it easier for them to do their jobs with less people. Oh, yes, for sure. Usually when we're talking to communities, of course, we're coming out of COVID right now, right? Hopefully, knock on wood. And so that is the thing where these communities are just starting to bring back employees, right? But they're all being very thoughtful around what are they doing to be able to help multiply their efforts that they're already doing, right? And so you can't do everything on your own. And we know that as a startup, right? It's the same thing that we're going through is we need to find all of the resources that help us be the most effective with our time. And that's the same thing that we're doing for these communities. We're just helping them to be more effective with their time, both for reaching out and finding those creators for their community, creating that content. You know, that's where we're just able to help multiply their efforts that they're already doing. How many clients do you currently have? We're just over 75 now. We're hoping to crack that 100 mark uh, at the beginning of next quarter. So growing quickly. In 2021, you formed a partnership with Explore Minnesota, Minnesota's tourism promotion organization, to help communities stretch their tourism marketing dollars. Tell us more about that partnership. That was phenomenal. It was perfect timing for us and it was perfect timing for the industry, really, right? And so, as you mentioned, it's the beginning of 2021. Not a lot of people had heard about us by that time, right? So we actually just started selling to communities at the very end of 2020. 
And so what that allowed us to do and allowed the communities that we are serving here in Minnesota to do is first, it just gave us some name recognition, right? So here's a stamp of approval from Explore Minnesota saying, hey, we've you know looked it over. It makes sense. This is a great opportunity for you, right? So that really helped to be able to get us out there and have those conversations with communities throughout the state. The other side of it is that additional assistance from the state of Minnesota, as far as the cost for these communities, they're just coming out of COVID. Most of them, their budgets were completely decimated. And so being able to provide that little bit of assistance at the beginning to be able to get them in and try something new, again, to be able to uh, multiply the efforts that they were already putting into it, um, especially with the reduced staffs that they really had at that time, that was just a huge thing, again, both for us and for the communities that we were serving. And so that's what kicked it off. And like I said, now we're at over 50 communities just here in the state of Minnesota alone. So we're serving communities all throughout the state, all different sizes. And you know that's just really a testament to Explore Minnesota and that partnership that we were able to do. And that Explore Minnesota partnership was an underwriting, a supporting partnership. Correct. Yeah, it's part of their co-op program. And so it's something that they do to be able to help these communities find innovative new marketing opportunities for them. And so that was huge for us, you know, and really going forward, that's a, that's a big part of what we're trying to do is find those opportunities to find those partnerships. Actually, something that's ex- exciting about that is that we're just getting to the point of announcing here is that we have a new partnership that we're doing with Arkansas, this Arkansas Tourism. That's something that came directly out of what we were doing with Explore Minnesota. They saw the success that we've had here. We've sold out our Explore Minnesota co-op here now twice in a row, both the times that we're doing it. And they saw what we were doing here and how we're able to serve these communities. And they said, well, we want to do that here as well. We see that being an opportunity to continue to grow through those state co-op programs, through more partnerships like that. Um, And that's what I'm really excited to be able to see as that continues to grow. Great lead into my next question. What's your growth strategy moving forward? It's exactly that. It's those partnerships, right? Being able to have those partnerships with the state organizations is so helpful to be able to get the word out there and let people know that we exist, let people know what the opportunity is here. As soon as we can get a conversation with somebody, we have an extremely high percentage of close rate because this is an innovative new solution that they're looking for. They're trying to do this and we just help them to be able to do it easier. Being able to work those partnerships to be able to get the word out there and grow state by state, that's that's the way that we're doing it. It's definitely a niche product. Do you have any serious competition? You know, there's other people out there that are helping with the user-generated content side, right? So you have the crowd riffs of the world, which we actually see as a great compliment to what we're doing, right? Because CrowdRiff, their service is going out there and helping these communities to find the content that's already created, which again is those, you know, the busiest seasons, the most popular attractions. And what we're able to do is we're able to augment that, right? So go in there and help with the areas where do you need more content? Where do you not already have content? Uh, We're kind of a nice complement to that. And we always find that if customers have CrowdRiff, we're always a really great fit in with that because they already understand the value of user-generated content. So it already that's the first half of our pitch already completed. Other than that, usually the competition that we see is the communities that are trying to do it themselves, right? And so they're saying, well, hey, I'm already doing this, but you're right, it takes a lot of time and, uh, and we're limited on our resources and I have a limited perspective, right? You can only have so many hobbies. You can only have so many interests. You can only be a part of so many communities within your community. And so being able to augment that, be able to bring more diverse perspectives into your community, you know, so many communities are seeing the value in that. And so that really helps. How many employees do you have? 
We keep it extremely lean. We have four of us currently full-time with the company. And then uh, we augment that with contractors and consultants to be able to continue to provide services. In your role, you have a pulse on the tourism industry, obviously. Any trends that you are seeing? Yeah, for us, I think, you know, the two the two biggest trends that we see out there, one is the authentic content, authenticity, right? So it's authentic content, it's authentic experiences. People are really looking for that, both for the traveler side and just for the promotion side as well. It's always great to really have a beautiful stylized photo on the front of your visitor's guide. But then when people are looking for what does it look like? What am I expecting when I get there? They're really looking for other people to kind of help them show that. And, and social media is, of course, a big piece of that. And that's kind of what's led the way on that. But that's what really what people are expecting, what they're looking for um, as a traveler is really that authenticity to be able to shine through and be able to guide them for what they're looking for. And then the other side of it, like I mentioned earlier there, it's just being able to do more with less. People are trying to be very conservative with the way that they're growing their team back um, and the way that they're putting their resources to work. And uh, again, like I said, with what we're doing, same thing with our startup mentality of we're trying to make sure that we find the right partners, we find the right resources to be able to help what we're doing and, and kind of multiply our efforts. We're a small team and we're always trying to do way more and punch, kind of punch above our weight on that. And that's the same thing that these communities are doing that we're trying to serve, right? They're trying to do with, with a small team what they might have been doing with twice previously, but they're just being much more efficient with what they're doing and just really focusing in on where they need to be able to create that content and be able to highlight their community. Chris Lukenbill, great conversation today. Thank you for your time and congratulations on all your success and continued success with Sherpa.com. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I just really enjoy the opportunity to be able to get the word out there, um, let people know um, what we're doing. And so thank you so much for providing us this platform. Thank you for tuning in to the Growing Destinations podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Experience Rochester. Find out more about Rochester, Minnesota and its growing arts and culture scene, its international culinary flavors and award-winning craft beer by visiting experiencerochestermn.com.